This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, it's Kenny Holmes from Score the Podcast. Here's a little bonus clip from our conversation with Kyle Dixon and Michael Stein about their influences in film scoring and also some of their inspirations for the music of Stranger Things. The first time I saw Stranger Things, I actually thought of another film score and uh, I asked Matt if he would find it. I wondered if the score to the movie Risky Business gets mentioned to you or tangerine dream there was a kind of you know there was a minute in the 80s where synthy yeah. electronic stuff was suddenly very brand new yeah. tangerine dream Giorgio Moroder yeah yes no, that's good. <laughs> no, I, and it's funny moving I, on I, I um love on a real chain right yeah, yeah. that's love on a real chain nice yeah. yeah and so I it just your music you know it's very different but it also evoked a throwback to the 80s and that period, and uh, what? Who are some of your influences? Yeah. Or do you, do you? Is this strictly off of Survive, or do you do you watch other things and try to mold oh. some ideas off of other composers? Of course, I mean Tangerine Dream, obviously, um, is an influence. But I mean, there's so many influences that it would take. It would. I wouldn't even be able. to I guess list the them question all. would be: Are some of the traditional Hollywood composers? We mentioned John Powell earlier, and you know there's the Hans Zimmer and Danny Elfman, and some of these kind of massive. Who you guys, I'm sure, grew up listening to mm-hmm. on movies. It and would be consuming. John Williams. It would be a lie to say that I hadn't heard those and they hadn't influenced me in some way, but yeah. I don't consider those to be the primary sources of inspiration for me personally. Mm. Um, I respect all of them and all their work, but. I'm just coming from a different place. Yeah. You guys have worked... Um, I, I, you, it probably never struck you that your music could be paired with visuals and that that would kind of become something new. But did that surprise you at all? I mean, we're kind of going back to the, the... You know, when you first see your music paired with something, an inspiration kind of, you know, image kind of thing. Did you Were you guys surprised to see the music becoming something a little bit different or did it feel largely the same to you well i will i'll say two things about that firstly we kind of always imagined our music to picture oh but like when we would just we'll when we're working on music a lot of times we will describe a part of a song as a scene you know We'll, we, I don't know. We'll be like, like this, is when, this heli- is when this, this is when the helicopter flies over the waterfall. And, <laughs> oh, really? And everything's burning, you know. So we really won't need it to feel like that, and that for for survive stuff, right? And then secondly, I think that once we started seeing our music to picture, we realized that a lot of the moments that we thought would work in those types of scenes didn't actually work and and what we needed to do was something completely different and out of the realm of what we would do for a survive that's interesting did yeah, you yeah. Ever, did you ever score anything like for friends films or something because most of your music or as much as i've heard is instrumental so it's almost perfect 
to be, you know, put onto a film or a, a something shot? We hadn't actually scored anything. I think Michael wrote some music for a friend. I scored a short in college when I was in audio engineering school. Hmm. And we had we've had a few friends or it wasn't. friends use our music from our albums in their movies and things as a score, but we didn't actually Oh yeah, our do whole first LP Literally, is just the score to a, a movie. <laughs> yeah. What is that called? It's called Blade Roller. Blade Roller. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Local Austin. Dude. Yeah. It's a it's a very interesting movie. You should. You should is that what out. inspired Blade Runner? I think I think <laughs> <Very> so. <much. laughs> yeah. But it's basically a one long music video for our whole first album. Your music has taken off like crazy because of Stranger Things, and you know now there's a lot more people that are interested in that. There's lots of new shows that are kind of for lack of a better word knocking off part of that kind of sound for different things it has your operation scaled up because your sound there's there's more attention to it like do you do you have a team that you work with now as you're trying to accomplish everything get everything done that maybe wasn't there for the first season we had an assistant on the second season which we didn't have right on so so (laughs) there was you know incrementally we're scaling up you know and for some of the stuff that we've got coming up, we're working with other people as well. So, yes, I mean, we're not, like, bleeding I've fingers heard, or anything, but... Sure. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard people, people tell me, um, just some other friends that work in music, that they've gotten some gigs to do some commercial work, that they're looking for synth music. And I don't think... I think it brought people's attention to the fact that you could use that type of score over different platforms or type yep. of shows. Has, nice. has the sure. pressure changed yeah. for you at all? The first right. season was kind of like... This is coming out. No one knows about it. But now that the mm. new one, there's an expected date and everything. Are you guys getting, I mean, feeling it a little more? I don't feel any pressure about like writing the music or anything and not having it be good. That not. No, I don't I don't feel pressure. Yeah. On that. The pressure I mean, that I feel is like deadlines. And w- as we get busy and take on other projects, that's definitely, like, we definitely yeah. know what the, the sound of Stranger Things is. And we're just going to keep um writing music in that vein and, and just um, evolve it if the show requires. So season three, mm-hmm. you're not going to go completely left and like well, play? Well, no. Are we... Oh, oh, are we about to... <laughs> I don't everybody know. stay tuned. I guess we're about we'll to, see. Here comes the bombshell. You're going all <laughs> thumb piano. Uh, that would be great. That yeah, would be it's awesome. It's all Celine cool. yeah. I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah. It's funny when you were saying about how people didn't know who you were when you watched the gig. No, there is thumb piano on this. On this, I swear. Is there really? I'm not I even joking. That's good. There is. It's not. It's very um, kalimba. Yep. Yeah. It's a broken one, and it doesn't it's sound probably even better. Doesn't sound uh, much like like it did. Before it got you couldn't the name the chords. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going about to get c- crushed, I'm sure, because uh, I blew it. But for those who don't know, most it, on our social media, uh, Robert tried to name some chords that uh, Michael was playing a little bit earlier, and we'll find out. We'll uh, find out if I was even close. So. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to find on out. It's on score the podcast yes, on or in a minor major. way or in a major seventh <laughs> way. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. And thanks for telling a friend about the show and helping us continue to grow.